I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Katie where she's going to share how to turn a parenting blog into a successful business. Hey Katie, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for coming back and for speaking with us. Before we get to all the incredible tips that you're going to share with us, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. I'm Katie. I'm a mom of three. I live in the outside suburbs of Atlanta. I have been married and divorced a few times. I have a career in healthcare in my history. And then I moved into working for myself as a content creator and digital marketer slash blogger. And yeah, and I've recently added a podcast and just everything I can can do from my computer. So (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people's dreams is what you're doing there, Katie. (laughs) I know, I know. For someone who wants to create a parenting blog or someone that already has a parenting blog, what's your secret sauce to making this all work? Okay, well, I wish there was like a secret, secret sauce that was definitely guaranteeable. For me, um, I started out writing a blog for something to give me an identity after I had my second daughter. I wasn't going back to work and I felt like that was the best thing for me to have something to focus on and pour my energy into. I have a background in photography and writing, so it just seemed like a fit for me. And then I developed a a smallish readership via social media and like mom groups and things like that. And then I had a piece go viral about my daughter. I wrote about people who would make comments about her large birthmark on her face. And it took off and it was on pretty much every news outlet you can think of. And that was kind of when I realized that that I might have the numbers to monetize. And let me be clear that I had way over the numbers to monetize. I probably could have monetized before. I just (laughs) never thought of it. I didn't really know how that works. but my numbers went way up when that happened. So I actually started researching and that's when I realized that when you have any kind of readership on social media or um, a blog that you own, um, it's probably, you can probably monetize it. Um, We're in a world where brands are desperately looking for micro influencers to market their products and there's money out there to be made. You talked about having the readership and having enough to actually monetize it. Is there a specific number that someone should look for or strive to have before they start reaching out to brands or putting ads into their website? So it usually depends on what the brand specifically is looking for. Some of them are not hyper-focused on blogs. In that case, they might they might care more about your social media following. Um, if they are um, looking for blog marketing, I know bloggers with 5,000 views a month that are making decent money with sponsorships on their blog. Specifically, I know that more and more brands are working with small influencers on Instagram, for instance, because in their mind, having 50,000 followers with not very great engagement is equally as good as someone with 5,000 followers and great engagement. So it just kind of depends. Mostly 
brands want engagement. So if you have a uniform presence, when I say uniform presence, I mean like if a brand looks at your blog or your Instagram and they see that you're a very branded social media presence, okay, I can easily look at her and see that she's a boho mom who it's a, a branded appearance, then they're going to see what works for you um, to market. And then after looking at your numbers and saying that your community is engaged, your worth is going to go up. I would say the sky's the <laughs> limit, but <laughs> even really small influencers now are able to make money. Now that I'm sure this is going to excite a lot of people with what you just said, because a lot of people think that you need thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of followers and readership to actually create income. Now, the thing that you talked a little bit about is engagement. As long as you have decent engagement, you can start working with brands. How can somebody make sure that they are able to have an audience that will continue continuously engage with their posts, their social media, their blogs, podcasts, all of that stuff? So I fully strongly believe that you have to stick to who you are because who you are innately and what you have to offer is going to be very specifically unique. And even if you don't think it is, it will be to onlookers. So I think where people get off track is where they try to be too many things. They try to do too many trends. They try to um, be everything. And then people don't know who you are. They don't know what to expect. There's no consistency. Um, and they're, they're probably not sticking around. So even though you feel like people might come and go because you're not for them, that's good. You don't want that. <laughs> the one thing I don't love is that I did get a lot of people following me when I went viral who I'm not sure if they're paying attention to anything else I'm doing. So I would rather have people who are coming to me for honest mom talk and my my podcast type of content. And like, I would rather have people there who know what they're getting from me. Because when I go to a brand and I say, hey, I think this would be a really good fit. I think we could work really well together on this maternal mental health counseling app or whatever, because these are my, this is my audience. These are the people that are messaging me. These are the moms that are in my comments. That is what makes you a solid brand as an influencer to work with brands who want you to market their products. So I think being very consistent to who you are and letting your personality shine is going to be what draws your community and keeps them there. Yeah. And knowing what, your brand is and what your niche is and sticking to that is so important to make this happen in the long term and to make this really successful because like you said people will know who you are and they're not confused because <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that you get really confused of who they are you're right yeah absolutely and and again you need to provide something to them that they need so if you're somebody who's really into fashion, maybe you're doing roundups of your favorite bags for the spring. And that's something that's saving someone time because they don't have to go shop. They can just go to your blog and see all the best bags. Or, you know, you're a mommy blogger and you are giving tips on how to organize your day or whatever. Whatever your niche is, you need to be providing some kind of service. So now, Katie, once you have an engaged audience 
and you want to start working with brands, how do you actually find them? How do you find brands? Is there any agencies? How do you look for them? So starting out, I always recommend that people join blogger networks. There are a ton of blogger networks. Some of them do have requirements as far as numbers, but some of them are pretty small. Joining these networks, a network is basically the middleman between the blogger and the brand, and they can find, they find campaigns and then they hire the blogger. So the payout is sometimes not as much as if it was directly with the brand, but you're not dealing with a lot of the middleman type stuff. They are. So you're getting a very clean cut, laid out scope of work and guidelines and everything. They basically tell you what to deliver. You deliver it. They give it back to the brand and then you're done and then you get paid or, you know, you post and then you get paid. So when you're new, I think it's really great because then you can learn how everything kind of works. So when I first started, I was only doing network stuff and I had no idea what anything was. I didn't know what FTC was. I didn't know, I didn't know anything. So having an agency kind of hold my hand and be like, okay, we need this, this and this out of a post and we need this many words and we need, you know, Figuring out what the industry standard was through the networks was really helpful. Beyond that, I still do a lot of network work, by the way. But eventually, you I get a lot of direct emails. I don't know how or why, but we all seem to. So there, I think, you know, PR firms have their own way of searching and finding bloggers based on their demographic and where they are located and things like that. So eventually as you grow, you'll start to get direct offers. I w- I'm a huge proponent of networking, making friends with other bloggers, having people you can talk to about your business, bouncing ideas off of each other, and even sharing contacts, referring for business, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, all of that happens over time and it definitely isn't overnight, but starting with networks is a great way to, to start learning the ropes. Do you have your favorite blogging networks that you can share with us? Um, I still really love Clever, which used to be Clever Girls. Clever? Hold on. Oh, it's realclever.com. Um, and then Tap Influence and Isaiah, which are merging, they are turning into the same company, but both of those platforms have brought me good work. In the very beginning, I did a lot of work with Social Fabric and massive sway. <laughs> yeah. There's yep. a ton <laughs> of them. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's like 40. There's seriously like 40. But um yeah, everywhere agency is good. Uh yeah, there's there's a million out there. Um what I would do is Google blogger best blogger networks and a million bloggers have written posts and like linked them out and you you'll be unlimited advice. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of blog posts about this, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Katie, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So my website is just katiecrenshaw.com. And I'm on Instagram at katiemcrenshaw. That's pretty much my handle everywhere on social media. And my podcast is not blogging related, but it's on all the podcast platforms and it's if I'm being honest with Katie Crenshaw. Perfect. Thank you so much, Katie, for giving us all of these tips and tricks. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 
I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Katie. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview with Katie where she shares how to embrace your imperfections and share your authentic self as a creator. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.